Welcome to the Franchise Hounds podcast. I'm Greg Macchia, a certified franchise consultant. Thanks for joining me as I interview franchise industry pros to dissect, explore, and discover franchise ownership. Today, I'm excited to have Mike Recchi join us. Mike is the president of Grecchi Franchise Consulting, a leading franchise consulting firm that specializes in helping existing and aspiring entrepreneurs achieve their dream of business ownership. Mike holds a bachelor's degree in economics from Brown University and an MBA from the University of Pittsburgh. Mike has been both an entrepreneur and held senior-level corporate executive positions, leading large and diverse teams for over 30 years which is why I thought Mike would be a great person to discuss leaving the corporate world to start your own business. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Mike Recchi. Mike, welcome to Franchise Hounds. We're excited to have you join us. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah, the word entrepreneur is thrown around a lot these days with many people seeing it as a means to you know, enjoy a whole new level of professional, financial, and personal freedom. What I'd like to talk to you about today is, is that age-old question that many of us struggle with, and that's, should I leave my job in the corporate world and start my own business? So I know you've been on both sides of it. Could you tell us a little bit about your background and, and your journey to becoming an entrepreneur? Sure. So my background is you know, probably similar to many people out there. You know, I have a fairly long career in the corporate world, 20 years or so in, in various sales and marketing type positions. And and also various management roles as well, you know, managing small teams to business units as large as 500 people. And so I, I have a fair amount of corporate experience. And, you know, there's always been a part of me that wanted to apply that experience that I have to run my own business. And I guess not to get perhaps too philosophical, I've always kind of envisioned things like what would happen at the end when I'm no longer working and when I'm fully and completely retired. And I always envisioned that I wanted to be able to look back and know that I ran my own business or at least attempted to run my own business. I didn't want to have any regrets in that category. And so that was really always in the back of my mind and really was a driving force that I knew that at some point I was going to take the leap and and start my own business. I don't think you're alone in that you know, looking back and, and not wanting to have regrets. And particularly because, you know, unlike in years in the past, having a job now no longer guarantees, you know, financial security. There's not many people I know that are striving for that gold watch or the, the 25 years of service in some corporate job like our grandparents or parents' generation was. Yes, so true. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you made the decision or, or went from you know, being in the corporate world and, and left that role and decided to go out on your own? Sure. You know, I think like like many people, you know, there's timing is, is important. Um, you know, opportunity, you know, presents itself at different times, I think, in your career. And for me, I had been laid off from a company. And I, I guess I took, I, it, was, it became a, a point of reflection for me, having been laid off and what was I going to do next? And I think it was at that point that I decided, and with great support from my wife, that this was the time to, to take the plunge and, and look into starting my own business. And that's really what I did. I used that, 
I took that as a sign being laid off that this was my chance now to control my destiny and go forward and run my own business. And that's when I decided to take the plunge and do that. I'm glad you mentioned that you had support from your wife and family, because I think that's a a common obstacle. And it's really important to, I think, you know, have that support, probably, you know, have your spouse and your family involved in the, in your decision process and early on so they can kind of be on that journey with you. You know, I think that's, I think it's an exciting time for your family too. You know, we, my wife, uh, her parents, my in-laws, they had started their own business and had run a very successful manufacturing business. So my wife kind of had some entrepreneurial spirit in, in her, uh, in through her parents. And, you know, my wife and I had spent a lot of time uh, talking about someday wanting to to run our own business. And, and as we made the decision to do so, it really became exciting to talk about, you know, what kind of business we were going to get into and the, the whole journey of going down and figuring that out. And, and then once you made that decision, all the steps you take to get a business up and running was very exciting. And it was not only with my, my wife and I sharing that, but also with our three children. And that became a really exciting thing to talk to them about and really became a a learning experience for them along the way. So uh, I think the whole process of making the decision and starting a business became very much a a family, getting the family involved and and really excited and uh, interested in in the whole process. That sounds uh, like a like a fun journey for sure. Um, You know, so so in your case, you you had said you were laid off and. And, and maybe that that decision was a little easier. And I was actually in a very similar position earlier in my career when I was laid off and decided kind of not to get back on that that corporate hamster wheel and you know go out and do something on my own. But um, it, you know, it's not uncommon for an employee to, to have a bad day or even a bad week, and it's it's pretty common for for someone not to think very highly of their boss or not to be you know inspired by their team around them, but. But how do you know, or how can you tell if it's one of those days, or or it's something more serious, and maybe that it's time to to take the leap? That's a great question, and I don't really know that there's a a simple answer to that question. You know, in in one part of me says I don't know that there's ever a great time to do it. Right, you starting your own business is a risky venture. There's no question about it. You're going to be investing. You're going to have to invest your your money, your time, your energy, your effort into doing something that there's no guarantee of success. And so when you take that plunge, when you make that decision to do that, I think becomes a very personal, personal choice. And I think it's really having said that, though, since there is no good time, there's no time like the present, right? And uh, thinking of it again, not only was it being laid off and having time on my hands to do the research and being determined to jump into my own business, but it's also kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about that end game. So I started my business in my mid 40s. And I remember thinking, what I don't want to do is wait till my mid 50s and say, why didn't I start my business 10 years ago? And now that I'm in my mid 50s, and I've started my second business, you know, again, it's like, well, I don't want to wait till my mid 60s to start the next business. So I think, you know, timing is 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 different for everyone. But I think if you're serious about wanting to do your own business, 
there's no time like the present. And I think, I think now is actually a great time to be, be starting a business. When I think back to when I started my business, it was in the very end of 2007. And if you recall, uh, 2008 really started a, a deep recession for the country. And I was starting my business in the Detroit market, which was hit hard by the troubles that the automotive industry had gone through. And, you know, I think the Detroit market was probably one of the most severely hit areas of anywhere in the country. And obviously what we're going through today is is tremendously challenging and difficult. But if you think about it, when you're starting a new business, you have nowhere to go but up. So when I think back to starting in the difficult time, there was nowhere for me to go but up anyway. So I was actually able to to do well and grow my business and I think the same could be true today. It, it takes time to, you know, go through a process of figuring out what you want to do. And so it's, it's going to take a few months to get things going anyway. So why not start it now where you have nowhere to go but up? Sure. When you were talking about the timing, not knowing when is actually a great time. That reminds me of the, the Chinese proverb that says, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, I think I think you're spot on with that. You know, I know you talked about the excitement of uh, going through that process with your wife and your family. And I agree, it is a very exciting time, but it, it, it also can be a scary time, right? And it definitely takes courage to move forward. I think it's pretty easy to fall into that trap of paralysis through analysis and and put it off and and say, this is a busy week at work, or this isn't a good time right now, or, you know, my kids are super busy in sports. Uh, Any advice for kind of having that courage to take a step forward, even if it's a small one and and just move forward? I, I feel like it's such a personal decision. It's, you know, everyone has a, a different makeup about them. And again, I think, you know, you, you said it well, that there's no good time, better time than than the present, right? I mean, I just think that if it's something you're determined to do, then what are you waiting for? Because I I, I know if, if you're sincere about wanting to run your own business, 10 years from now, you're going to look back and go, why didn't I start my business then? So if you're thinking about it now, I guess at a minimum, what I would urge anyone, if you're thinking about starting your own business, then take the time to go through the process of researching opportunities and, and, and learning as much as you can. The worst that can happen is at the end, you say, I, I'm, no, I'm not going to take the, the plunge and start my own business now, but you will be better off. I believe I've gone going through a process of learning and discovering and evaluating that will, if nothing else, provide you the research and information you need to perhaps make that decision later down the road. Sure. Yeah, no, I agree. You can say, you know, this is why I'm not going to start it now or you know, th- this is the market conditions or, or, or whatever it is, or this, this isn't the right opportunity right now, but you'll be that much closer to being able to identify that that opportunity when it when it does present itself. Yeah, and I and I think you know, let's be honest. I think you can come up with any number of excuses of why you shouldn't start the business, right? But, you know, as Jeff Bezos, you know, he's famous for saying, you know, a great question in 
to ask in a meeting is why. But he said a better question to ask is why not? And and I think about that in terms of, you know, you watch someone who starts a business and uh, is very successful at it. And, you know, I sit back and go, well, they did it. So why not me? And I think, again, it's, it's easy to make the excuses uh, of why you shouldn't. But the other side, the positive side is, you know, what are the reasons why I should do it? And I think, you know, again, if you're serious about wanting to start your own business, there's a long list of, of positive things that you can come up with to help you, to guide you in your decision making. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, great things that have happened to me in, in running my own business. And that's something you will discover when you take that next step yourself to start your own business. So I, I would I would urge anyone who's who's interested and seriously interested to to look into it. I think it's something that you will look back on uh, and feel very glad that you made that decision. I, and I wanted to touch on your point. I think this is a good segue that you were saying. You know, everyone's everyone's situation's unique, so there's no there's no kind of cookie cutter explanation for why you should start a business now. With that said, there there are many different reasons why someone may want to own their own business. You know, they're all valid and 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 good reasons. And sometimes as you kind of go into the discovery process, you know, one reason why you think you might start it, other things may pop up along the way. Um, you know, certainly I think that the one at the top of the list is, you know, for economic or financial reasons. Another reason, maybe you want to, you know, maybe you want to diversify your, you know, your portfolio. Others could be, you know, personal reasons. You want, you want more flexibility or freedom. You know, we've talked about things like, you know, giving back to the community. What are reasons that you, you wanted to, you know, start your own business and, and, and kind of what came out of that? I wanted to start my own business for, for some of the reasons that you mentioned, right? I mean, certainly, I guess all the things you said were, were part of that, obviously, to you know, create some work-life balance, uh, being in the corporate world, doing a lot of traveling, uh, finding myself going into the office on weekends. You know, that ultimately was not really a, a healthy lifestyle. Um, at the time, our three children were getting ready to enter into middle school. My wife was trying to get a healthcare career going. So, the work-life balance, the ability—the ability for me to di- dictate and determine my schedule in running my own business—gave me the freedom to be there for our kids, whether it was taking them to doctor's appointments, their their sporting events, being there for them, being there in the moment was was very important, and and being uh, there to support my wife in in her endeavors as well. So the work-life balance was a huge piece of that. The economic piece was big in terms of now having, you know, uh, obviously an equity stake in, in, in a business, having that diversification that, that you mentioned. But a couple of, of things I think came out of running my own business that I didn't necessarily think about it too much going into it, but it ended up being very important to me and a big key areas of satisfaction for me. And, and one was uh, the ability to provide employment for others, and and I didn't realize how how important that became to me. I it just it felt really good to know that I had started a business and was providing jobs for people in the community, 
And I think, you know, with our business, we did a, a, a great job of creating a family-like culture. So for many of our employees, we, we were like a second home to them. And uh, it that just, that made me feel real good. And, you know, another area, of course, was on the customer side of things. You know, you know, the business that I ran and had started was a residential cleaning service. And I had no idea how excited and moving it would be for many of our clients. I mean, the testimonials that would write were just so moving and powerful and so grateful for the service that we provided them uh, was really exciting. And I think, you know, looking back, the, 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 the ability to create jobs, the ability to provide a, a meaningful service that was important to our clients those were were big drivers of of certainly of my personal satisfaction and very proud of what we accomplished for our business. You know, and the third met thing was, and you mentioned about the ability to give back, that once we moved into a, a situation of being profitable, it became important to me for our business to give back to the community. You know, we did that through a lot of different means, but one of them that was very important was we were helping women who were battling cancer and providing them free cleaning services. And uh, our employees found that incredibly gratifying to the point where they didn't even care if they were being paid for their work, which of course they were. It was very moving. And I, and I think, you know, when you think about starting a business, I don't know, certainly I didn't take the time to really think about the kind of uh, emotional nourishment it was going to give me, I guess, you know, helping people with the jobs, helping customers and the ability to give back. And, and all of that was very rewarding. And, and in many ways, you know, that, that was more important than the economic side. The economic side came as we achieved those levels of satisfaction. No, no, it's interesting. You said that. I think a lot of people certainly approach it first from the economic standpoint, but then uh, over time, these other things can be become more important to them. And certainly when, you know, when you invest in a business, you're, you know, you're taking your, your salary each year, but you're, you're growing a nest egg, you know, the, the value of that business is growing each year as you grow. And that's, um, that's really important. It's not, you don't have it in the stock market. You, you have, it something that you're, you're fully in control of. Yeah. I mean, when you think, of, when you think about working for a corporation, you know, you're, you're a part of that corporation, you know, you're a cog in, in what's going on. And, you know, if you're fortunate, you work for a company that's doing something that really makes you feel good. Um, I think one of the, the great benefits of being a business owner is you control, you control all of the aspects of that, you know, your, your satisfaction, your ability to provide a product or service and feel good about that, it's, it's in your control. And, you know, I think about, you know, my, my daughter, one of my daughters right now, you know, she's getting out of the corporate world, going back to school and going to go down a, she's going to pursue something that's, that's, that's something that she really wants to do. And it's, it's going to be environmentally related. Whereas right now she's kind of in a job in a corporate world where, she doesn't feel like what she's doing is providing a, a great benefit and, and it's not a feel good situation for her. So you, you have to work to find those. And, and it's not as easy in the corporate world. 
And I feel as a business owner, you can make it happen. You're in control, no excuses. Uh, and, I, and I think that's one of the great, the great advantages and great opportunities of owning your own business. I'm glad you touched on your daughter's story and the, and the passion piece of that. And when I, when I hear your journey, I'm sure when you were you know, looking at different businesses, you probably weren't passionate or, or maybe you were, but you know, it's, some people might have a hard time getting excited about house cleaning. Where, where you derived your passion out of it was from not, not the actual type of business you were in, but the other things that you were providing that you mentioned, the, the ability to, to provide employment for people, the, the ability to provide a second home for someone who, you know, maybe, maybe their home life wasn't great and, and you could provide a, a safe haven at work and a steady paycheck and a positive environment. Um, and, that, and that's really neat and probably important for people to consider when they are looking at business opportunities that um, even if the, the, the type of business itself might not sound sexy or, you know, people can get very passionate about, there are other things about running a business that, that you can find passion in. What, one thing that I found, I was, you know, in a, in a similar position earlier in my career, but, you know, I lived in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, but I was traveling all the time for work. You know, I was in, I worked out of a, a home remote office, so I had no kind of connection to the to the community in Boulder. And when I found um, that I started a, a business in Boulder, it just it just opened so many doors to really be more involved with the community. And similar to what you say, even not just other businesses in the community and not just our customers in the community, but you know, organizations that we were donating gift certificates to. It's, I was just blown away. Yeah, you're exactly right. Your awareness instantly expands, right? You know, I think, you know, I, I never really thought too much too about how government interacted with business. And, you know, as a small business owner, you really start to quickly understand the importance of, of government and the role they play in creating the right environment for your, for your business. You know, the other, the other thing, Greg, just, you know, we're talking about some different things. I, I think I would honestly have to say, too, when I think back to my corporate career, I worked for some very good companies. You know, I worked for, for Procter & Gamble, who known for its training programs. And I worked for a, a big time ad agency in New York and some other consumer product type companies. And uh, so I, I gained a lot of really good experience and had a lot of good training. I had some terrific bosses and mentors along the way. But I honestly have to say that nothing compares to the learning that I gained from owning my own business. What I learned over the course of 10 years of, of owning my own business I think kind of dwarfed all of the learnings that I did in the, in the prior 20 years in the corporate. Not that that wasn't important. It was, and it certainly created a foundation for me to, uh, to that experience helped me being an owner, the, the inner workings of how everything operates in a business. And when, when you're at the top and it's all, you know, you're responsible for everything that goes on. I, I just think there's no substitute for the learning you gain and the experience you gain and and I say that because down the road you might you might run a business for five ten years and decide you know what I am going to go back to the corporate world, but I can assure you if you do that you will not be any worse off. If anything, you will have enhanced your skill set as you make your way back into the corporate world if if that's the direction you choose. Sure, and you'll have a, a much different perspective as well as far as you know how difficult it 
it can be to, to be the one making all the decisions. I find that really interesting, you know, especially as you said, you know, you work for, for Procter and Gamble and, and some of these large companies that have world famous training programs and are known for their, their managers. And, and yet, you know, you ran a, a relatively small business and what you were able to get out of that from a, from a learning perspective and a personal growth perspective, you know, kind of dwarfed what you, what you got out of the, out of the corporate world. You know, as you look back, do you feel like you, you made the right decision to start your own? And I know there's obviously different types of businesses you could start. You could, you know, truly start something on your own, you know, explore franchise ownership. And maybe just, just touch on kind of your decision process. And as you look back, do you feel like you kind of, you know, made the right decision? Oh, uh, absolutely. I have no regrets at all about having started my own business. You know, you mentioned franchising and when I think back, uh, we did start our own business. I started my own business, an independent operation, but I had explored the franchising world and, and thought about going that route, uh, decided not to start up my own business. But honestly, when I look back on it now, and especially being in the franchise world now as a franchise consultant and knowing what I know now, I think it could have been a very wise decision for me to to go the franchising route. And I say that because what I came to learn while running my business independently was that there I was up against some very successful franchise competitors who did very well. And what I obviously know now from a franchise perspective is just the ability to hit the ground running at a much faster pace with greater support and greater knowledge. I mean, everything from the training that you receive when you start a franchise to the technical support that you get with all the software that you have that's you know scheduling-related, billing-related, CRM-related, et cetera, to understanding what your, you know, your KPIs are uh, for that industry and having access to that uh, so you can really help uh, understand where your challenges are with your business and know where you have to focus. And, and really, and, and, a, and a very important aspect of being part of a franchise system is that instant access and connection to a whole bunch of franchise owners who are doing what you're doing. And when you go the independent route, all the things that I just mentioned are not available to you. They're things that you really are learning on your own. And, and really the first those first few years are very challenging, very difficult. And I think going the franchise route really allows you to, to mitigate that and really start fast coming out of the gate. And so that's why I'm a big proponent of franchising. And while there's, you know, I can't say with 100% certainty if I had, you know, what I would have made, what decision I would have made, because that's, there's no guarantees to that, right? But it's certainly like that uh, probably would have been a decision that would have benefited me greatly if if I had chosen to take that route. And perhaps when you you know when you decided to sell your business, you wonder whether whether it would have been worth more because if you were part of, of a franchise brand and and perhaps would have grown faster and been a larger business. I want to touch on the point about the you know the the network of other franchise owners in a system you know, the knowledge they have and really the fact that they want you to succeed, right? 
because you're now part of the family and you and you share the same name. So they they truly do want to see you have success because you know if if your location is is struggling or perhaps even fails, then then that's a reflection on on the network as a whole, and that that could negatively Im- impact their business. So it's it's interesting that you have that support from such a large group of of other business owners who who truly have your best interest and and they want to see you be successful. Right. And and you know, a good franchise brand, they operate just as you said, right? They're not looking for someone who just has the capital to get into the business and join their system and can pay their franchise fee. They're looking for someone Yes, who has the capital and can do that, but they're also very importantly looking for someone who fits in their culture, who's going to be a, a, a strong ambassador for their brand and, and is really going to add to the culture and, and strengthen their, their model and their presence in a given marketplace. Yeah, I wanted to touch on your earlier point of the, the KPIs or the, the key performance indicators because... I think that's really important when you're when you are starting out. If as an independent, you have you don't really have a good sense for what you should be spending on marketing or what percent of your revenue should you be spending on X, Y, or Z, or how much your insurance should be, and and all those little decisions, you're kind of reinventing the wheel and 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 doing kind of test and trial. And uh, I really see the value in in having a corporate say, hey. If you want to be successful and be profitable, these are where your numbers need to be. You know, we'll help you get there. But that's extremely valuable to a small business owner, especially someone just starting out when, you know, money is typically tight and every dollar matters. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, even things, things like marketing, right, and promotions, you know, they, they know what works, right? So you're not, you know, wasting time, you know, spending money, advertising, in a certain way, they, you can get right to the point of, you know, they know what works from a, from an SEO perspective. They know what, they know what type of networking events are, are best. I mean, they just, they're going to be laying out for you the, the marketing model that, that you can follow to really jumpstart your business. And as you mentioned, if you're in a, you know, for instance, in a certain, in a service business that's labor intensive, they know what, what you should be spending on labor as a percentage of your revenue, right? And that's important because, you know, you know it'd be very easy to maybe not be spending enough or, or spending too much on something. And, you know, having an understanding of what the, what the key performance indicators are for your industry and, and having access to that is, is really important. And, and again, those relationships you develop with the other franchisees in your system are really critical and will be really of, of great value to you. So when you're coming up with a challenge or an issue, you'll be able to call a franchisee in another market and or even one in, in your local market, depending on what your situation is, and be able to, to talk to them about it. And the chances are they've gone through exactly what you're now facing. So You've just got so much help and support when you go the franchise route. And if you get with the right brand, the brand that you know, you're excited about, that not only uh, the brand sees you as a good fit, but you see yourself as a good fit in that brand, you really give yourself a huge advantage. 
Yeah. And, and really everyone's interests are aligned because the, the brand's not successful unless, unless you're successful on a individual unit level, right? Because the brand's not going to be making money unless you, you're doing well. Right. And they, and they want, you know, not only do they want you to succeed, but they're, again, they're looking for what you can bring to the table. And if they don't feel like you can be successful, they're not going to award you the opportunity to buy a franchise because it's going to be a lot more work for them to have someone in the system who doesn't succeed, right, than, than who does. So you can rest assured that, again, you, you work with the right franchise brand, that brand, it's a mutual discovery process that you will go through to determine if this is the right business opportunity for you and you know the brand's thinking this from the same perspective that you are. Is, are you the right fit for them and is the brand the right fit for you? I'm glad you made that point. And that's important to know that brands just, you know, they just don't accept anyone. And it should be reassuring for someone who who is looking at franchises to know, hey, they, they're not just going to accept anyone who who has a check and can join, right? It, it's really got to be the right fit. And that's what makes the the system a success. Well, one last point I, I wanted to talk to you about, and and it's kind of on the flip side of that. It's, it's someone who who says, hey, I, I think, a, you know, a franchise might be too restrictive, or I want to make my own decisions, or I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pay a royalty or what advice or what would you just say to, to someone who has those concerns? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think first of all, you know, as you look at different industries or, or more importantly, different franchise brands, the brands have, they have their own cultures as well. So, you know, you need to get comfortable that the the brand that you're interested in is the right cultural fit for you. And any good franchise brand is going to have a process and a system in place and guidelines that they expect you to follow for all the reasons that we've outlined, right? That it's important that there's consistency so that, you know, Mrs. Smith, when she goes in to utilize your service or buy your service in Charlotte, you know, she would get that same experience if she was doing it in Denver. So that, that type of process and system structure is important. But again, you know, from a business owner perspective, you know, you have to, you have to kind of decide, do you have the personality and can you appreciate the fact that there's a structure in place that age your, that will age your decision-making process and your ability to, to ramp up your business at a, at an accelerated pace. And, but also at the same time, if, if give you the freedom to be making your own decisions, uh, you know, it's, it's still going to come down to your ability to, to manage relationships, to service your clients, service your customers, whether you're in a franchise or you own your own independent business, right? It, it always comes down to your ability to take care of your employees and to take care of your customers and to do the, the right thing in those areas. To me, the franchise just gives you that, that, that layer, that element of structure and process to allow you to really focus on utilizing your skill set to focus your efforts and attention on your staff and on your customers. And those are the two things that are going to allow you to grow your business and be successful. Yeah. And, and I, and I think you, 
you know, some people might not realize that you don't give up all of the the creativity or, or decision making or influence if if you do join a, a franchise. I mean, you know, successful franchisers they look they look to their their individual locations for feedback and ideas and things like that. You know, you hear stories that Subway's you know five dollar foot long uh, promotion, which was you know so successful was, you know, driven out of a, a, a store location where an owner had that suggestion. And so I think if you do get into a system and you're, you know, prove that you, you are successful, that you, you can still have an overall impact. And right. And if you think, if you think about it, right, in any given franchise system, you know, if you have a hundred locations, all 100 locations aren't going to have the same level of success. Right. So if you look at your top 25 percent and compare them to your bottom 25 percent, typically what you see in, the, in the, the difference is it's not the franchise system that's causing the difference. It's the owner in place who's causing the difference. Right. And the owners in the top franchises, they're the they're the ones who who chose to perhaps, you know, be do have a bigger presence in the local community, be doing more networking more creative with their promotions and, and their marketing. Uh, they've done a better job of, of recruiting and hiring and training and building their teams and creating the right culture that has people wanting to work there, right? And a better job of servicing their clients. So they're, you know, the top franchisee, the bottom franchisee, they're getting the same level of support, but it's the owners and the top ones that they're the ones making a difference because of their personality, because of their skill set, their drive, their passion. So I'm agreeing with you that it's franchising gives you a structure, but at the end of the day, you're still running your own business and it's up to you to determine that level of success that you're going to have. If, if anyone's holding that back, it's probably yourself, right? Yes, absolutely. If you're, if you're, being, if you're being honest with yourself, right, that's, that's, you know, in almost every situation, that's typically the case. Well, Mike, this has been great. You get two guys originally from New Jersey together, and I, I feel like we could talk forever about this stuff. Your, your passion really shows, and I've enjoyed speaking with you and learning more about your journey to becoming an entrepreneur and now your experience as a franchise consultant. If a listener wanted to learn more about the services you offer, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, Greg, and I, I love talking to a Jersey guy as well. So it's, it's, been, it's been great doing this call with you. People can reach me via phone or, or text message at 248-918-3587, or they can go to my website at grekifranchiseconsulting.com, or they could connect with me on LinkedIn and send me a message. And Greg, I, I just would like to close by saying that I, I want people to understand that with our consulting firm, our mission is to help our clients achieve their dream of business ownership. And I mean that sincerely, that it's our passion. It's what we love doing. And we do this through franchising, because as we've been discussing today on this call, we know that franchising is a tried and true formula for increasing the likelihood of success whether it's for an existing entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur. You know, we take the time to understand what our client's situation is, uh, and that includes their personal, professional, and financial goals, so that we're really able to work with them and identify the perfect match from a franchising perspective. 
We have partnerships with over 550 brands across a wide variety of industry. We assist our clients every step of the way during the identifying, evaluating, and decision-making process. And we can even help them secure the capital they may need as well. There's no fee for our services. We're compensated by the brands that we represent. So I would encourage anyone, if you're interested in wanting to start your own business, or even if you just want to learn more about the process and more about franchising, I encourage you to contact me. Greg, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to speak with you today. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I'll be sure to include all those details uh, of your contact info with links in the show notes. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to another episode of Franchise Hounds. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode or would like to work with me directly to explore franchise ownership opportunities, please reach out through the form on our website at FranchiseHounds.com.